0: This is the Convo with Joe show. Welcome to the Convo with Joe show. This is our very first episode. I've got my lovely wife sitting here with me. We are sitting out on the porch, right?
1: Yes, we are. This was our uh, our COVID discovery.
0: Our COVID discovery, Because That's we right.
1: had lived here for what, 13 years? And I don't think we had ever <laughs> even really put two chairs on the front porch. Maybe one chair randomly, but never with a table.
0: Remember, remember that, that barrel chair that I made? <laughs> That you couldn't sit in because it would fall apart. Well,
1: and you couldn't get out of it. Like, it was so far leaned back that you just, like, help someone lift me out of here. You knew one of those
0: life alerts?
1: I've fallen. I can't get out of a Joe's chair. But I couldn't say anything because you made it yourself and you had this vision. And that was very special for you to create a chair out of a wine barrel.
0: Yeah, you learn some things, you know, you uh, that that was definitely a learning experience.
1: That's true. But
0: that chair is no longer. So Bye-bye. let's be honest, in the very first time that I talked about doing this show, you you were all for it, you thought it was a great premise, and and then I started to list the people who I was going to have on it, and you got a little mad.
1: I don't think I got outwardly mad.
0: The look at your face, said... Oh. If you dare do this without me as the first guest, you will be sleeping on the couch.
1: Ooh, I can convey a lot with the looks. Yes, I can. You,
0: you did convey a lot with that look. <laughs> that I can say for sure. So, Gretchen, we've been married for?
1: 21 years.
0: 21 years. This August, it will be 22 years.
1: Of wedded bliss.
0: Nobody's going to believe that.
1: Of love and attraction quality time
0: this is a family show keep it clean stout
1: all the highs none of the lows no lows no (laughs) lows ever
0: you know i i'm really happy to have you as my first guest yes Uh, obviously you're probably the one person on this earth that i know better than anybody else unless we have one of our kids If I ever have a kiddo on the show. Oh,
1: that would be fun. I think you would definitely lose control if you had a child on the show.
0: Uh, Yeah, especially Noah. Noah would just take over. Take over. It would be a podcast about fantasy football or something.
1: Right. Or real football. Or real football. Or any stats for any team whatsoever.
0: Yes, he is a stats guy. So this is going to be interesting. I've got my randomly generated questions. There are some here that I feel like I could answer that I wouldn't know. But it's the format of the show is to have a conversation, find out where we have some commonalities and where we, you know, where there might be disagreements, but we can, we can have a good conversation. Now, like I said, we're out on the front porch. This is where a lot of great conversations happened last year.
1: That is very true. Yeah. Yes.
0: What was your favorite thing about finding the front porch?
1: Oh, I felt like in a time where it feels like that the walls are closing in on you during COVID time, that any time you get, discover a bonus space, It feels like you got a breath of fresh air. And so the fact that we discovered a place in our house that we had never had before, it felt new and exciting. And in a time where it was COVID and nothing was new because you were in your house all the time and you were working at home and your kids were at home and everybody was at home, it felt like a little oasis that we had. And we, we should say, we did not really allow the kids to participate on the front porch conversations. No.
0: Yeah, the kids are not allowed, allowed on no, this. No,
1: I think this was our attempt at having a, a regular date time. Yes, it was. Where yeah. it felt like you're together all the time, but then how do you create a special space where you're just having a date when you can't go anywhere in public at all?
0: Ding COVID. But honestly, I, I I totally agree with you. This was our space, and, and I like it. I like that it was our space. I like it now. I, I'm excited the weather's getting nicer uh, it's like 60-some degrees here right now. And we're able to hang out and look at this and, you know, look at each other.
1: That's right.
0: Yes. And talk on the combo with Joe show. First randomly generated question. I'm ready. And, and, and you questioned whether or not these were random.
1: I did because you don't have like, I don't know. I was expecting... Maybe, you know, those large bingo machines where all the numbers spin together and then you randomly a number pops out and that's where you get to, you know, say B42 or something. Yeah. So I was thinking like something random like that where I could see the questions all floating and then one would pop to the top then I would know that it would be a random question. But like, How much
0: budget do you think this show has? You are the keeper of the budget. Well, have I bought any bingo machines lately?
1: No, but I thought you could do it virtually, like on a I computer, I, where you could Excel. just
0: press the button,
1: and then it would yes. pop up. But, but to be perfectly transparent, you have a sheet with questions on it. So maybe you pre-selected the random questions, things that Joe really wanted to know. Not that our audience wants to know.
0: What audience? I feel like there are
1: five people out there. And if you are out there listening, we thank you.
0: Yeah. uh, Okay. Great. Yes. If you are listening to this, good on you. There is a random question generator. At this point, there are 166 questions.
1: I thought it was 143.
0: I've added to it. All right. Yes. It was 143. Then it was 147. And now it is 167
1: all of the best
0: it is And excel picks the number and then it it maps the question and here
1: that's gonna be hurting people's question. ears no, like i run in the morning well actually slow jog in the morning sometimes walk let's say slow jog
0: are you gonna listen to this episode
1: and if i'm listening to a podcast with headphones in my ears if that came on i would be disturbed that would be loud
0: Fair enough. I will make sure it's nice and quiet. All right. For you on your slow jog. Excellent. Jump to it. Who inspires you?
1: Oh, who inspires me? Inspires me to do what?
0: The question is who inspires you. <laughs> I don't I don't make up the questions.
1: Oh, I think a lot of people I do make up the you to see he makes up the questions. This the random question generator is all just a ploy for questions
0: Joe wants to know. Can you move your phone away from the recorder? Yes. Thank you. I get interference. And it goes, and then I hear that in my audio. All right, we're
1: getting messages about the well-being of our children, so Hmm. hold on a second. Okay,
0: which child?
1: Ethan, he is our middle kid. He is nine and a fourth grader. He inspires me a lot.
0: Those are all true statements.
1: Only the truth on Convo with Joe. Well, I can't promise that for all the guests, just for me.
0: Well, while Gretchen's checking her text messages... I'll let you know this show is brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, we should have fake sponsors. We should. That would be fun. And little mini commercials. Like, this podcast is brought to you by Front Decks Everywhere.
0: Okay, Front Decks
1: just waiting for you to come out and enjoy them. You've been neglecting them for too long.
0: That's awesome. It also reminds me of a story I once heard about you.
1: What? I didn't agree to stories. I felt I was in control. You were going to ask me the questions. I was going to give the answers.
0: Tell me about... Odyssey of the Mind commercials.
1: You're skipping ahead. I believe we were back on number one.
0: We're going to come back to that. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Who inspires you?
1: Who inspires me? Uh, A lot of people inspire me. Our children inspire me every day.
0: Okay. I want you to choose one. (sighs) Jesus. This episode brought to you by Valley Real Life (laughs) and Easy Jesus Answers 101.
1: True. True true
0: that okay excluding your lord and savior yes who as part of the trinity should inspire you yes in everything that you do anybody who's not a christian you know you don't understand the relationship uh, relationship with god but i'm going to take jesus out of this because i feel as though jesus could be like an answer for 90 of the 167 questions so Mm. Who in your life so has So I feel like then I should
1: get to use him for one. So I'm going to choose this one. But I promise I won't use him for any of the other questions. How's that?
0: Okay. How does Jesus inspire you? Mm.
1: I love the way that he is in the moment. And that is something that I'm trying to be more and more aware of, relevant to... I'm a planner and like I often think in the future, I think that's maybe why COVID was pretty hard on me was because you couldn't plan at all. And our motto at home was three days. We're only planning three days into the future because that's really all that you could do because everything was so uncertain. But Jesus was never in a hurry. He was never in a rush. He was always present with the people that he was a part of at that time. Hmm. And he just seemed to be in the moment. And that is inspiring to me.
0: Okay, I'll let you use Jesus for that answer because that's a really good answer. Oh, well, thank
1: you, husband. So,
0: when you first said. Because he's in the moment. I thought you were going to go with, like, he's in every moment, which would be another churchy answer. But um, I love- Well, he is. He, he is. But well that's not what the I The Holy meant. Spirit is here with us, right? But I love how you extrapolated out what's given to us in the Bible on a regular basis of how, you know, even just the church this weekend in Mark, where a woman who has been sick for a long time touches his cloak as he's on his way to heal another person. Mm-hmm. And he just stops and gives his full attention to that person who, Great. out of faith, reached out to heal her bleeding. You in know. the moment. Yeah.
1: In the moment.
0: Awesome. Good answer.
1: Thank you. I'm ready for my bonus question or the next random question
0: generator. Oh, bonus question time. Tell me about.
1: Oh, no. Bonus question time's at the end if you still have time.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. my podcast. Mm. We'll have as much time as I want to have.
1: Well, we got to have dinner at some point.
0: That's true. That's true. Okay, question number one hundred and fifty one.
1: All right. I'm ready. Which
0: was just added today.
1: Whew. Okay. I feel the pressure. Yeah. For all those that had not yet reached the one fifty mark.
0: Sure. What's your claim to fame?
1: Hmm. I don't know that I have a claim to fame. Hmm.
0: But if you had one, what would it be?
1: I'm not famous. This, this will be my claim to fame.
0: I feel like that's cheating.
1: I feel like people will like the podcast. They will share it. They'll be like, who was that was inspirational? I'm sure even though it's a podcast, a beautiful person with great wisdom and insight, they will share it with their friends and I will become a podcast phenomena. <laughs> <Pretty>. <laughs> I have very high hopes. Wasn't modesty earlier? My <laughs> claim to fame? No. No, no. No. modesty right out the window,
0: Joe. <laughs> I feel as though you may have put a little too much importance on your husband's podcast, which only has a trailer released so far.
1: Oh. Of the
0: eight people who've told me about it, they thought it was a good idea. I so. got I
1: saw a lot of thumbs up. <laughs> so, got
0: a lot of likes on Facebook. That's right. A lot of likes.
1: Oh, that's how I get my news. Okay.
0: <laughs> That may be a problem. <laughs> Question number 125, since yes. you chose this podcast as your claim to fame. Excellent. Which of the five senses would you say is your strongest?
1: Ooh, all right. So, what are the five senses, Joe? Taste, touch, smell, hearing, hearing and seeing? Yep. All right. Hmm. You know, I'm, I don't know for sure which one is the strongest or not, but lately, smell has been something that I've been enjoying rediscovering perhaps. And I think it started during COVID time where you couldn't go out a lot of places. It was like, how can you make your home a little more special and enjoyable? Sure. So it's like, what does that hand soap smell like? Or what does your body scrub smell like? Can you light a candle every single morning? That has really helped to kind of set the mood. And then also going to sleep. What smells relaxing? What can help take the stress off of the day?
0: Interesting. Hmm. So, what is your essential oils page?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't go there. Just nice smelling things. That's okay. what we like.
0: Fair enough. And as someone who lost his sense of taste and smell during COVID,
1: that must have really been a bummer. Yeah. Because I did not, during COVID time, lose. I mean, I had other Blessings. bad side effects of the virus, but that wasn't one of them.
0: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Smell. That's great need to invest in some better smelling uh, shampoo and body wash I think then
1: there you go I feel like do you remember what was that show it was a game show on we're gonna totally date ourselves here I think maybe we were elementary school or junior high where there was a host that was like you had to match your relationship questions and they would ask you questions like what is your favorite time of day and then you'd have to show morning and then your, if your spouse said afternoon you get like a big x the new newlywed show was that it the, no
0: i think it was just the newlywed or just show. the
1: newlywed show yes about yes. how much so i feel like maybe you should have answered these questions ahead of time to see how in sync we were that would have been fun <laughs> like what is the five and maybe you would have guessed smell or something else
0: yeah i don't know what i would have guessed for mm, this one okay I think it would have said sight because of your handsome husband. That's oh, you are that's, that's very where... handsome,
1: and our three handsome boys. Mm. No, just your handsome husband. I am Forget surrounded by handsomeness.
0: Surrounded by balls.
1: <laughs> so that true. That sticker needs to go on your car. Basketball, soccer balls,
0: football, baseballs, baseballs, tennis balls,
1: all the balls.
0: True. Question number ninety two.
1: Yes. I think you're just making these questions up.
0: What's your favorite zoo animal?
1: Oh, I, well, hmm, I like a lot of the animals at the zoo, I must say.
0: But what's your favorite? But
1: my favorite, I think, would have to be the panda.
0: Why the panda? Hmm.
1: Well, we were on a trip, your family, I don't know if our audience knows this, mostly in Minnesota, but also in Maryland. And we flew out to Maryland to visit your dad and stepmom, and we went to the Washington National Zoo. Yes. And they had the panda mom there, and then they had the little panda baby there. We'd just been born. Oh, and they were so cute. And then Ethan walked up to the glass, and he put his hand there, and then the little baby panda came over. And I just, that's just one of those memories that you just remember. And it yeah. was so cute and lovely and precious just for that moment. And now I think if I was ever at a zoo with a panda, I would definitely put have your to hand go on the glass, see the panda.
0: Try and recreate that moment.
1: No, no, no,
0: no, no. That that was a very special moment. Pretty cool to have, to have been able to do that. And not a lot of zoos have pandas because pandas are right? a little hard to find.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of zoos have your normal zoo animals: the lion, a tiger, yes, a giraffe. But they do not all have the panda.
0: Apes, gorillas, monkeys. Yes. Yeah, snakes. Snakes seem to be snakes. real popular zoo. True. I feel like anything you you could have as an as a pet, should not be in a zoo.
1: I agree with that, except for maybe like exotic snakes. You're not going to bring a python home, probably.
0: Well, that's not true. There are a lot. There are a lot of snake collectors. We have a big snake collecting audience here on the Convo with Joe Really? Show.
1: Of our five people, huge, maybe two of them have snakes?
0: Huge in the pythons. Well, then
1: I apologize to you exotic snake loving audience members. Boa constrictors. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, real real popular. Specifically the snakes that can squeeze and kill you. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. yeah real, so, real big on that. Perfect. Okay, bonus question. Yes. What's my favorite zoo animal?
1: What's your favorite zoo animal? Mm-hmm. The elephant.
0: Okay, so that was a softball. That
1: was because yeah. Joe's favorite animal is the elephant. He loves the elephants, especially when their tusks are up, and you can see them, and they're beautiful. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, huge, huge advocate for the elephant. Yeah, I'm an I'm an elephant advocate. I think it would be safe to say. If they were ever in court, I would advocate for them. <laughs> I would be there as a judge advocate. Like, I could be in the Navy and be a judge. No, you really couldn't. I couldn't? I mean, there are many no.
1: people that honorably fight for our country in this the Navy. True. This is true. And we all have our roles, Joe. And right now your role is podcast host extraordinaire.
0: <laughs> Bringing
1: me to my your fame. Your fame. <laughs> Bringing you to your fame. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Okay. This is one I don't know. Mm. I, I, I literally do not know. Are this. you
1: sure you didn't secretly write it down on a note card?
0: Do you want? I'm, I I can't show you these. I will show them afterwards, right. and you can confirm. Fair enough. Do you have any phobias?
1: Do I have any phobias? Hmm. I don't really have any phobias. No.
0: Trevor Ferris once told me about a phobia.
1: Let's not be outing people's phobias on the show. No, no,
0: it's not his phobia. Oh, okay. Phew. But he. It was. It was. What is your favorite word? And he said it, and I can't remember it now. And the answer of that, what that phobia was, was fear of long words. And it was like a 42-syllable word. A long That's hilarious. Which is real <laughs> That's funny. awkward.
1: I don't have a fear of long words. Or short words.
0: Or words in general.
1: No, I'm very pro the words. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah, you do like to talk.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. And so do you. And so do our children. Well, Which is a good thing. I don't think they have we much are option. All at this big point. talk. Well, that's true. Otherwise, they would just be pretty much run over with the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Did you know there's this thing about how much space that you leave in between comments before it's acceptable for somebody else to jump into the conversation?
0: I- I'm aware of the pause and training, utilizing the pause to encourage response. Yeah, but tell me more I think what this you're is a little bit about.
1: different. So I- it's kind of a cultural thing, or just like a family norm situation of where you're having a conversation and you're giving your thoughts and then there's an amount of pause in between where it's just totally acceptable for other people in the conversation to just jump in and give their thoughts and i feel like in our family there is there's like if you if <laughs> no you pause take needed. a time
0: no there's no pause needed no
1: minuscule yeah. second yeah. people are jumping in
0: yeah and they or, or really, that
1: it's not even a pause. It's more just if you're shifting in between words, Yeah, I'll, I'll have to say. Yeah.
0: Yes. If if you, remember when the kids were learning to write and they use a finger space? Yeah, there's no words? finger
1: space pausing in our family if, if at all. If you use
0: a finger space in no. our conversation at home, oh, you, that's an opportunity for you to share your opinion. Yes. And yes. our kids are not short on their opinion. True. Nor all.
1: are you, Joe stout Well, Nor yeah, that's am what makes I. me a good podcast host.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, that's real. That's real interesting. Um, I would agree with you. Our norm in our family is that if you if you pause at all, like then it's your turn to talk. So well, it's the other person's the other, turn. That's to what talk. I mean. Like if you pause, or sometimes two or three people are jumping in. <laughs> yes. What's hilarious is when the boys think that I can listen to multiple people at once, and I they think both expect a perhaps response. they
1: think you have extra ears. One for each of them. You're yeah. just at the ready. And then mom as yeah. well when I start talking. Two and ears you Just jump one mouth. in. <laughs>
0: uh, so, no phobias. No phobias. You're not afraid of drowning. You're not afraid of spiders. You're not afraid of.
1: I mean, I suppose if I was drowning, I would be afraid, but I don't have a fear in advance about drowning okay. or in a fear in advance about spiders. But if I did see like a tarantula crawling up my leg, I probably would be a little freaked out.
0: Yeah, I don't think that that would be a phobia. No. like the, the, I th- I think that a phobia is defined as an irrational fear. Yes. Like well, I if, am if a... a
1: very rational person, Joseph.
0: Hmm. <laughs> That's a question we're not going to unpack <laughs> on the convo that with Joe be show. Mm. Time
1: for therapy, and this is not a therapy show.
0: Yeah, if we ever do a marriage podcast, then we could definitely unpack. That is that. true. We could,
1: yes. Yeah, we'd have to have like callers though, and that would just get really elaborate.
0: Franklin New Jersey, what's your question for Joe and Gretchen? Well, oh. it would
1: more be like, do you have exotic snakes? Then you can call in and ask us questions yeah, right. about marriage.
0: We're looking for our exotic snake handlers out there to answer our question about which is more dangerous, a python or a boa? Constrictor. Boa constrictor. Not a boa that you wear, because that's a real... A feather boa? Oh. You didn't know where I was going with that?
1: It took me a minute.
0: You've never owned a feather boa.
1: That is true. Or a snake boa. Although I have held a boa constrictor. There you go.
0: When did you do that? Full circle. When did you do that? Mm.
1: I, well, you know, I lived in California for a while. And we had this place called the Lawrence Hall of Science Museum that had all sorts of cool science and animal stuff there. And you could... Like, they would bring out the cool snakes, and you could hold them, and
0: it was pretty neat. How long did you live in California?
1: So, like, six, seven years? Something like that.
0: From what ages?
1: From, like, one-ish to
0: seven-ish. And where, where were you born?
1: So, ish is a very Minnesota phrase that I picked up when, you know, we were you out there. married me. True that. And Went to college. Yeah. I've, I've got new vocabulary. I would encourage, move around a little bit, then you get to learn new words, or... I don't even know that's a word. That's an ending. You learn new endings. How about that? I don't
0: know that that's even an ending. Ish is just like a... Kind
1: of like a... It's a filler it's word. It's a span. No, it's, it's when you don't necessarily want to quantify something, you give it a little bit of a buffer.
0: See, I was thinking about it as like, well, yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Thank you. You're right. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep that going.
0: Might as well start now. <laughs> it's only been 21 years. From one to... Eight, you lived in California.
1: About, yes.
0: And then you moved up to Spokane. Yes. You went away to college in Minnesota. True. Where you met me in Colorado. Yes. We lived in, sh- in Minnesota for a while, then we lived in Chicago, and now we're back here in, in the beautiful Spokane Valley.
1: That is right.
0: With a front porch.
1: With a front porch, and it's May, so we have lilacs are blooming. Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous.
0: Okay, question number 86. Yes. Aside from necessities- Mm-hmm. What one thing could you not go a day without? Hmm.
1: Aside from necessities, that's kind of a strange question. Because I feel like I could go a long time without necessities. I mean, a long time without other things above and beyond necessities. I don't feel like I'm a very high maintenance person.
0: Hmm. Yet another thing we can un- <laughs> we can unpack in couples therapy. Uh... Okay. Let's let's take the absolute off of it, okay? <laughs> and I knew this was going to happen.
1: Uh, so you oh. should have wrote it down, and then we could have said, you could have shown it to the audience, but that would be weird because it's a podcast. But if you had a little note card, you could have held it up, say, my wife will not be able to answer this question.
0: What's one thing you don't want to go without
1: mm. for a day? Deodorant. Okay. I have an answer for you. One thing that I would not want to go a day without, my morning chai tea latte.
0: See, that's exactly how I would have thought you would answer I that. I
1: love it. I drink one every morning. I make it at home, and it is delightful every single morning. My morning routine. I would not want to go without my morning routine. See, now I'm going to have like 15 answers for you. Well, no. So, Let's like talk my more about your clock. morning routine. I get up at 5. I go for a slow jog through the neighborhood. I listen to a podcast while I'm on my slow jog. I come back home. I light a candle, I kind of take care of any clutter in the two main rooms, not the house, just the two main rooms, and then I make myself a chai tea latte, and it is beautiful and delicious. Then I read a little bit from the Bible, then I do a little work, and then it is about seven, and then I switch into mom mode. But from five to seven, it is all about me pretty much every day.
0: Okay. See, that your morning routine is something you cannot go a day without, and it sets you up well for the, for the day. It does
1: set me up well, and when I do not have it, I turn it into Cranky Mom, so everybody knows, give mom her morning routine.
0: Fair enough. Not going to comment on that one. So, on a scale of one to ten, how funny would you say I am?
1: <laughs> That's not on the random question generator.
0: It's right. How funny are you, but I just wanted, wanted to know how funny you think I am. <laughs>
1: we'll say this not that this is a marriage podcast but we're going to throw in some insights into our lives anyways that when we've got a really good family rhythm and a really good spousal rhythm we laugh a lot you and i
0: we do laugh a lot we that's just very have true.
1: fun we make fun of things we watch things that are funny we say things that are funny that's good that's a good barometer i know when we haven't laughed for a while Like, we need some space. Someone's stressed. We're we're either too busy or we're too stressed out or there's too much going on with the kids. It's like, all right, we need to kind of pare back a little bit to make sure that we're in that fun space.
0: I agree. You are
1: pretty funny, Joe.
0: How funny do you think you are?
1: How funny do I think I am? I don't know that I'm like laugh out loud funny, but I can definitely throw down some wit. I can. I don't know that there's a number for that, though. And some Uh, pretty funny text messages to you.
0: Yes, you do. We're pretty sarcastic.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That is true.
0: And a lot of our our funniness does come over text message, which is an interesting state of the world today.
1: Well, I think it helps to bring some fun throughout the day.
0: Yeah, but I'd give you like a six or a seven on a scale
1: of one to ten. I feel like that's probably accurate
0: for me. Yeah. The hard thing is, is you're a bit of an introvert, so people have a hard time getting to that stage with you. Mm. It takes some relationship building. It does to get it there.
1: Does, but I will encourage you, five people that are listening, if you were in it with me, like I am in it.
0: Yes. Yeah. One, once you're in that haul. inner circle, like it's all good. That's right. Yeah, without a doubt.
1: Not like it was bad. If you're not in the inner circle, it's just.
0: Well, if I you're am not in big... the inner circle, you suck. So well, Joe okay. said it, not me. Said the introvert (laughs) from the extrovert. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last question. Last question. What song sums up your life the most?
1: I don't have a theme song. I don't even know who like artists are. I'll hear something good on the radio and I'll have to like watch the radio cycle through like five times to get the full name of the song. And then I'll have to search it up if I want to listen to it again.
0: So you don't feel like there's a song out there that sums up your life? No. A song title? No. Thriller I by Michael Jackson. I feel
1: like you're thinking of something for me Smooth as an archetype criminal. of your of my life. All my songs are Michael Jackson. <laughs> <But based. laughs> I mean, I do like a Michael Jackson. I did have the vinyl record, the bad Michael Jackson record. I remember owning I'm that. I'm glad one. that your theme song is not bad. <laughs> that's I think true. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: yeah. Billy Jean is not my lover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> true. That is true, actually. <laughs> I'm just yes. going to
0: keep going with Michael Jackson yeah, songs. I uh, guess so. Okay. Fair enough. Since I have what you.
1: What is that? We have been enjoying a new kind of morning get up for your day theme song that Ethan has been playing. And what is that? I don't remember. See, this is how bad I am with songs. And we play it almost every day. And yet, I don't even know the artist or the title of the song.
0: It's an older song.
1: It is an older song. Yes, like older, like our parents' generation song. Not even our generation song.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember the song.
1: See? There you go. I'm not the only one.
0: Dang it. Uh, On that note, we're we're at our time. But I want to ask you. Your perspective of something that we did for the first time this year ever. Oh, what is that? Our retreat. Other than sitting
1: on the front porch.
0: No, that was last year. The...
1: Oh, that was last year.
0: I'm talking about our retreat.
1: Yes, it's not a question on the random question generator. Well,
0: no, th- this is the conversation portion of the.
1: Oh, I didn't know there was like a part A, part B.
0: Well, now there is. I just made it up. Excellent. Um, All right. seen this, this Pilot is my first episode. episode. <laughs> there you go. Let's talk a little bit about our retreat. From my perspective, even though I'm very much an extrovert, sitting down. Well, why in... don't you
1: tell people what the retreat is? They don't even know what the retreat is.
0: Why don't you tell them what the retreat was?
1: Well, I asked you first.
0: That doesn't work.
1: <laughs> Just you because you have the host in your title, that means you get to have the That's rules. Right. I am the host. I see.
0: I, I would see love to hear is. how you describe our retreat.
1: Oh, because you wrote it down on a note card. No. And we're going to see if we match. I'm ad living here. (laughs) Oh, so we decided to do, I don't want to, planning retreat sounds too simple, but partly kind of a planning retreat, but also I would say distilling our big priorities for ourselves and our family retreat. Yes. If I was going to put it in a nutshell, that's what I say. What would you say?
0: Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I would say that for Christmas, I gave you a couple of options of envelopes to choose from to go away for a couple of nights.
1: That is true, because I will have to say to the world, Joe is the best gift giver. Bar none, I have never heard of anybody that is even close to your equal, except maybe our child Noah, who is definitely an amazing gift giver as well. And he is only 13, so he may surpass you someday. You know what, but I'm fine with that. so far... In the whole wide world, Joseph, I have not met anybody that is as I don't even know how to put it into words. The way that you make connections and your thoughtfulness of gift giving is truly out of this world.
0: Well, thank you, honey. I appreciate that. I do like to give gifts that have meaning that somebody's mentioned at some point, you know, kind of a, it's just, it's just something that brings me joy.
1: Yeah. And you just remember things like that. It doesn't just go away that's true so, that's very so, special so you did you Christmas, gave me three envelopes with three different retreat locations
0: right you didn't know what it was for
1: i did not know yeah to be fair but this is not the first time that you have done something with hidden meeting like when you decided that you wanted to get engaged or not we went on a road trip and i did not know this was the road trip to decide get engaged break up break up get engaged i know let's go on a road trip not tell your potential future fiance
0: well side note on that that's 100% true
1: worked out for in you, retrospect yeah i mean and it's worked out for me
0: <laughs> what do you I mean i mean you want you, you passed that test like uh, every other test you've ever taken in your entire life there you go which is not i cannot say the same thing for me that is true we we were dating and I figured that it was either go on to marriage, or you know, we should find other people. We were kind of at that point in our life, and to, we went did the road trip back out east, and went to my cabin, my family cabin in the Alleghenies, and went up to Niagara Falls, and spent a night in Chicago, so and good. you know, had a real, real nice time, and came back and called up your dad and asked if I can marry you. So. That worked out pretty well
1: and also this also worked out well this
0: also worked out well yes so gretchen ended up choosing i believe it was cozy cabin by the lake was, was the title yes. of of the three you were not allowed to open the envelopes That's you, you, true. Got you
1: just sh- had descriptors on the envelopes, yeah. so i didn't yeah. know for sure what i was opening it was right. kind of that um let's make a deal what's behind the, it was what's it was behind a, the door and you don't know much. although i didn't know all of them were going to be great so I did have that. It's, it's not for like sure. in one of the envelopes, it was, you know, a van down by the river. That wasn't, right. that wasn't yeah. a choice.
0: None of them suck. So we ended up going away for a couple of days with the express purpose of talking about kind of those big rocks, the big things in our life that COVID had impacted our lives immensely. And, you know, trying to figure out what the rhythm that we wanted our lives to follow. With three boys and all the, all the sports teams, all the societal pressures to do different things. What was important for, for the steps, you know? So we went away, and even though I'm an extrovert, I love to talk. Sometimes talking through the minutiae of family planning, where you're a planner, I am not. I'm much more a go-with-the-flow kind of person. Even though I've, I've come more around to the planning. Yes. Without a yes, doubt.
1: So I feel like almost everybody does. If they give planning a chance... Yeah. They come around. Oh, there's a hummingbird. She's so
0: modest. So modest and apparently distracted by hummingbird. Long story short, we go on this retreat and out of it, we came up with kind of our weekly rhythm that we wanted to follow, including how we would work a Sabbath into our weekly rhythm, which we've had to adjust as things have opened back up. Mm-hmm. But what would you say is the number one thing that has come out of... Sorry, the neighbor's dogs are going crazy. That came out of those three days, two nights, mm. that we spent away together pretty much talking almost the entire we time.
1: did. And this just goes to show what big talkers we are because we did not run out of things to say. It was about a two-hour drive to get to our location, and we talked the whole time there, and we talked the entire time. Right. That was a lot of talking. Yes. And a lot of Post-its. <laughs>
0: there was a lot of Post-its. We uh, Someday we'll write a book on, on how to do a... a personal marriage retreat like that. yes
1: yes because I think I
0: think it can help a lot of people we've had some people who have gone on gone on after seeing what we did and they they really had a good time in doing it too but what was the one thing that you took away
1: oh gosh there were so many good takeaways but I think some of our I don't know this is maybe an overarching principle is that if it's really something that is important to you and your family and it doesn't show up in your weekly rhythms, then it's really not that important to you. Mm. And we had to make some tough calls because we talked through all these different topics about what are we going to do for the kids with sports? What should we do with spirituality? What do we want to do with our relationship with each other? What do we want to do with our relationship with friends? And what do we want to do for volunteering? And all of these things are really, really good Things like if they didn't make the list, if they were not something that was important to us, but there's only 24 hours in a day, and part of that time is sleeping and eating and getting ready. And so, when you look at your actual waking productive hours, and then you've got school and work in there, so the time that is available to you to be intentional about where you're going to be living your life, you've got to make some calls. And we looked at some things and said, uh, we did this multiple times. We are like, all right, well, where does it fit in the week? And if it can't fit in the week, then it's either not that important because it's not in the week, or we have to cut something else out and put that in.
0: I agree with you. It is the, the trimming down and distilling down into the the core things that I think was a, a huge takeaway. Yeah. You know, Did you I, have
1: something different? No, no, I... It's cuz I gave the best answer. Yeah, you gave mm-hmm. me the best answer. Thank you're you.
0: you're so That's true. so humble.
1: <laughs> no, but I would love it if you had something different that was your big takeaway cuz we were coming at it from different perspectives too. I mean, I can tell you you had a big you had a pretty big breakthrough. I don't know if you're going to share that with our with our listeners or if that's going to come later in the podcast and that's okay too.
0: No, I I can, I can share that. You you know, I it was on the drive up actually. Like you talked about we talked we talked the entire way up and in talking through things I realized that at 44 years old I have lived my life surviving Mm -hmm. and I actually talked about this with Ross Wetzel the other day who will be our second podcast guest
1: well I'm glad we're going to slide this in at number one so he can't steal the thunder
0: no he can't
1: sorry Ross I don't even know you but I'm sure you're a great guy
0: Ross is awesome tune in next week to hear from Ross but I have long been surviving my life and just looking at the next thing not planning not you know thinking oh what does 10 years down the road look like and but I wasn't planning anything out I wasn't approaching it with a plan I wasn't approaching my life with a plan I wasn't approaching my career with a plan Mm -hmm. I wasn't you know we were saving for retirement but I wasn't I didn't have a thought as to, what does retirement really look like to me? And I shared this with you, and and this is, some could say that it's a morbid thought, but I didn't think I'd live to be 44 years old. I never, in all of my life, envisioned what 44 would look like for Joe Stout.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like you said earlier, I think it was just so much about surviving. Right. Like, you had some stuff growing up, and it was like about taking care of yourself, and then it was, you had some... False starts with college. So it was like, how are you going to make ends meet? And then we got married and it was like, how are we going to put food on the table? How are you going to, how, how are you going to survive? Right. And it was like that for every single kind of stage was just that mindset. And then we talked kind of Maslow's hierarchy, right? When you're so busy surviving, where does planning even enter that sphere? Well, Maslow's hierarchy needs, it. It, it doesn't come in. Right. It doesn't.
0: You're right, and, and you know I suffer from depression. Anxiety has been a relatively new thing. Depression's been around a long time, but I've just been so busy trying to to make it to tomorrow, to just deal with the next thing on my calendar that that planning was never was never a. I just never got to it, and and we unpacked that on our mm-hmm. drive up two hours mm-hmm. up to Priest Lake, and in doing that, it really. Change my mindset going into our time together as a time of planning, as a time of deciding how our mm-hmm. family was going to operate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to, oh well, Noah's got this and Ethan's got that and you're volunteering here and I'm volunteering there and and we work and we have this and we want to see friends and 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 and.
1: Right. I think it's so funny too because you spend time professionally thinking about what are you going to do for next quarter or what are you going to do for year end or how are you going to make financial goals at an organization? But so often you don't put that intentionality into your family.
0: Very rarely. Right. You know, and there is a book out there by Patrick Lencioni called the three questions for a frantic family, which we found what five, six years Mm ago.
1: Yeah. And that was good. That was a good start. But I think the yearly retreat was just so powerful because we had space. That's exactly and right. Multiple days. This is not something that you're getting to at the end of the day when you're tired, and you're like, all right, we're gonna run through five things. Or maybe we can brush up on one topic. But to have multiple days and a space where you had no distractions. I think there was something really powerful about that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we'll do a podcast or a podcast episode about what that weekend looked like for us, and we're doing it again next year. We've already got the dates on the calendar, yeah, which is great. But you know, I just I wanted to kind of cover that because it's something that people often ask me about, and since I've got you here, I wanted to ask you about it. That's but, right,
1: because I'm so hard to get most of the time.
0: Well, we have been trying to record this for quite a while. So, well,
1: that is true. It has been a couple weeks. Yes,
0: the good thing is is that we've done it. We've now recorded. Yes. And we've been outside with dogs barking and cars going by well, I, and, and birds And I chirping. think the
1: most important thing to realize is number one on the podcast. Was you. For airing was me. Although still not number one on recording. So we may have some words about that later.
0: Well, you know what? We're actually not going to have words about that. So, And you know it. You're teasing oh, me. Oh, That is true. Uh, That's true. I appreciate it, Gretchen. I really appreciate sitting down with you. And obviously, we talk a lot. We've covered that. And it's really fun to have you on here. And I look forward to having you on again for well, our podcast. So
1: I want to know, Joe... Can oh. I ask you a question?
0: Sure, you can ask me a question. Okay,
1: we've been talking about this idea for your podcast. You kind of came up with the combo for Joe kind of as a spinoff of some ideas that you're doing in your in your day job. Yep. Yes, and the there's been a lot of feedback, I think surprisingly so, the volume of feedback that you have received... On this idea, and the more we talk about it, and it's funny because you know, I don't know. It's sometimes where like there's a book out there that's on a topic, and then all of a sudden there's like five or six other books that are about the same topic, and you start to think like, oh, there's really something here. And what's interesting is after you were getting some really positive feedback on the show, I was starting to hear about this concept in a lot of different places. I just would love to know what is kind of that chord or theme that you're hearing from people about the show that like we're excited about but i think there's some energy around this idea this construct and a lot of people are making a lot of different comments and so i was just curious if there's something that's like an overarching that you have sensed
0: that's a good question
1: thank you i didn't even need a question generator i came up with that one all by myself we can call it gretchen's questions i don't even need a number
0: it's it's a show segment now
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm just going to come on with Gretchen's...
0: Questions for the host. Po- questions for the host, for the host. Yeah. yes. I think the overarching response that I've that I've sensed and, and heard from people is twofold. And that is that there's so much out there to divide us.
1: Mm. I, I feel like that, especially now. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, th- there's... There are so many things, and there are a lot of groups of people. There are, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me. If you don't believe X, Y, and Z, we can't be friends. You know, and it's become real heightened in our society. And this conversation, the the point of having a conversation is to grow. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to people who are exactly like me, Every single day, I have those people around me as the show expands the ability to talk to people who have different viewpoints, who have different experiences, who are from different areas of the country and going through different things and finding out where our experiences are similar and where they're different without getting into a shouting match without saying, oh, because we don't agree you're wrong. I think that's attractive to people there are so many people out there saying you can't do this. You can't do that and still be my friend. And I'm not that kind of person. I believe in constantly growing and learning about myself. And the best way for me to do that is to learn about other people. And when I'm learning about other people, I'm learning about myself because my experiences you've talked, I've had good experiences. I've had bad experiences. I'm a complex human being. We all are. But so often society distills us down to one characteristic and either you're in or you're out, which leads me to the second thing, which is we're constantly being told how unique we are. And when we're so unique and so individual, the ability to find commonality can be lost. So we sit at our kitchen tables and have dinners with our family and think, We are the only one doing Mm -hmm. this or we sit on the couch and Mm -hmm. eat a microwave meal or, you know, we kids are going different ways or spouses are going to different Mm -hmm. way or partners are going to different way. Or you're driving through McDonald's and you're comparing yourself to some idealistic Mm -hmm. thing. But you're like, you know what? I'm so unique. Nobody else is doing what I'm doing. Nobody
1: is suffering the way that I am. Nobody is having these challenges the way that I am. Yes. Nobody is feeling as excited as the way that I, yeah, yep. because I'm the only one that's having this unique experience and we're not embracing that, like there's a human condition that's out there. We all have struggles. We all have triumphs. We all have good days. We all have bad days.
0: That's exactly right. And when we start to find the commonalities, we start to realize that there are other people out there who are dealing with or experiencing the same things that we are. Mm -hmm. And in that is a real positive and powerful commonality of the human condition that I think in our life of mass media and social media and digital disconnection, we don't have and that's where I think this, this show really comes together. And it's, you know, there's, I, I think I've got 12 people who have said, oh, I really want to be on your show. And not all these questions are, are, are deep and philosophical, but there's always a point in the conversation so far in which there's something that somebody can talk about about what they do that people can go, oh, me too. I do that too. Yeah. I just think that there's a lot of opportunity for people to come together and share in commonality and hear about other people that are different than themselves in a non-threatening and just a regular old way that people are just clamoring for. So that's where I
1: think it is. Thank you for that thoughtful response, Joe Staup. I'll be back for my segment sometime in the future.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Gretchen, thank you so much for your time. I love you.
1: I love you too. Okay.
0: And everyone, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.
1: Have a great day.